Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Here this morning. Well, let me say it's good to have uh, Stephen and Christy Gerald with us this morning. We uh, appreciate them. And uh, my daughter-in-law was so, so looking forward to this, and she woke up sick this morning, unable to be here. She worked with Miss Christy and all oh, thanks to the world of her. And, and uh, uh, I thank you too, Brother Stephen. <laughs> but anyway. We appreciate Brother Stephen. This is a precious, dear man of God, and I consider him a dear friend. And uh, He's been such a blessing and a help to me. He'll never know. I appreciate Brother Stephen. I love you, brother. And you just come on now and share with us what God's laid on your heart. Make yourself at home. Amen. Bless you. God bless you, brother. Love you. It is good to be in the Lord's house this morning. We appreciate this privilege and opportunity uh, to be gathered with you at Newbridge and be with Brother Milton and Miss Lydia again. Uh, just sitting there thinking, I guess it was, you'd helped us last spring in revival, and we came and preached for you one Sunday night not long after that. So it's been about nine or ten months since we've been here, and I was thinking about that last, that Sunday night and how the Lord really passed by and blessed and what a great uh, time we had in the Lord's house. And we're going to try to give you what the Lord's laid on our heart this morning and not say anything more uh, than what the Lord would want us to say. And we're going to start out this morning, and I, I'm a little bit hesitant because uh, I'm always nervous about preaching, and uh, it always frightens me to stand in the place of the sacred, behind the sacred desk of God and uh, we're going to preach this morning, and if you have your Bible and you want to read with us, we're going to read in four different places and let the Lord tie this all together for us. We're going to start out, and if you want to mark these uh, in your Bible, we're going to start in the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament in chapter number 2. The book of Habakkuk, and then we're going to go to Romans chapter 1, Galatians chapter 3, and Hebrews 10. So I know that's a lot of turning, but you'll see in just a minute uh, why we're going to do that. The book of Habakkuk, chapter number 2 in the Old Testament, and then Romans chapter 1, and Galatians 3, and Hebrews 10. And I know your pastor probably doesn't do that, but he's a better preacher than I am, amen. Uh, he's able to focus, and, and, uh, but this is what the Lord's laid on her heart, and I'm not going to apologize for that, and uh, I'm going to follow the Lord as best we can. It may be a lot of turning, but you're going to see real quick uh, how, why God has led us in this direction. In the book of Habakkuk, we want to begin reading in verse number 1 of chapter 2. If it would be all right, I'd like to ask everybody that can to stand this morning. I don't know if you normally do that. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, if you're able to stand with us. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. 
And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth, readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Verse 4 says, Behold his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. I appreciate this pitcher of water, my goodness. If I'm going to drink all that, we may have to find some more verses to read, amen? <laughs> all right. Don't lose your place in Galatians and Romans and Hebrews because we're going to go there. But in the, the book of Habakkuk, we read in verse number 4, we read this, this passage. It says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. But then this last phrase says, But the just shall live by his faith. And so I'm going to preach this morning on living by faith. And I know it's not new to you. I know this has probably been preached many times in this uh, pulpit and from this pulpit. Uh, uh, but I just want to preach on living by faith for just a few minutes. And uh, what we've had you mark and hold in your Bible uh, uh, is the three places in the New Testament where this phrase out of the Old Testament is quoted. Uh, uh, you see Habakkuk it prophesies here and, and he's prophesying in the light of, a, of an invasion that is about to come into the nation of Israel. Uh, in chapter 1 of Habakkuk, God has prophesied through his servant uh, uh, that the Chaldeans are about to bring judgment on the nation of Israel. Uh, and, and Habakkuk is writing that and he says it's sure and it's going to come and it won't tarry. But then he encourages the people of God and he says the just shall live by faith. And so let's look at the first place and don't lose Habakkuk. We're going to come back to it. Uh, but in Romans chapter number 1, uh, uh, this very familiar passage of scripture we read in verse 16 and 17. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And uh, what I want to show you, I believe, is the way that God and the Holy Spirit has led me to see it and bring it to you this morning and burdened it upon my heart. Uh, uh, are these three quotes that we're going to look at in the New Testament of that phrase, the just shall live by faith, uh, will show us our need for faith in our life. And the first need that we have presented here uh, uh, is that as by faith, he says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Uh, the very first need we have in our life is a view of the righteousness of Almighty God. And I want to say to you tonight, as a lost person, uh, uh, listen, uh, as a lost person, I know how it was in my life. Uh, I, I got under conviction, uh, and I had no vision of heaven. I had no understanding of eternity. Uh, I, I had no hope of a mansion, uh, uh, brother. But what I was afraid of was a righteous and holy God uh, and His ability to condemn me to the hell that I deserved and I was worried and I was oh my I was scared I was afraid 
And I'm afraid in the society in which we are, uh, uh, find ourselves today uh, uh, that we've lost a view of the righteousness of God. We're living in a society uh, that has a theology and a doctrine and a philosophy uh, uh, that man can be all he wants to be and be as good as he wants to be uh, and God's not necessary anymore. Uh, our philosophy and our theology and our world today and our society seeks to bring God down and lift man up. I've got news for you. The righteousness of God doesn't do that. The righteousness of God exalts God and it humbles man. The book of Isaiah chapter 6, we all know what happened to Isaiah when he saw the Lord. And listen, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't running into God's presence, patting himself on the back and thumping his chest. Amen. He was falling on his face in the presence of Almighty God. And he said, I seen the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Amen. Our society and us as God's people and people of faith today, we need to see the righteousness of God. And if our lost people, children, men, women, boys, and girls don't ever see the righteousness of God, they'll never see their need for a Savior. As long as we think we're good enough, as long as we think we can get by, and God's not really as big as the, as the Bible makes Him out to be, then we don't need a Savior. But God's bigger than we've ever imagined. God's more than we've ever thought possible. God is bigger and God is greater than our finite human minds will ever be able to comprehend. But God today, uh, uh, He is as high and lifted up as He was in Isaiah's day. He was as glorious as He was in Isaiah's day. Uh, he was as magnificent as He was in Isaiah's day. And this morning as a, a people of faith, and I'm preaching on the just shall live by faith, uh, uh, we've got to get back to where we have a great view of the righteousness of God. He says therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And it's through faith that we understand that God is righteous. And it's through faith we understand that God is holy. And it's through faith that we understand uh, that God is God. Did you know that? The Bible tells us that he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And I like that. I like that the writer didn't go any farther than that, don't you? You know, in, my, in, in, in our uh, way of writing and in our way of thinking, we would want to put in there that God is great, God is good. You know, those little prayers that we prayed as children, we'd want to say the, all of that, but the writer had it correctly. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Amen. He is what? Yes. That's exactly right. Whatever God is, He's not a sinner, but everything that's righteous and holy, that's what God is. And so to live and be people of faith, we have to come first to God and see Him in His righteousness. And when we see God in His righteousness uh, and, and, and faith is birthed in our heart, then we can be saved. And then we go into the book of Galatians and we see the second time that this uh, phrase is quoted in the New Testament in Galatians chapter 3. 
Galatians chapter number 3, verse 11, the Bible says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And so now, if a lost person has a vision of the righteousness of God, and that is by faith, we get that view of the righteousness of God. And as a saved person, we have that view of the righteousness of God. But as a lost person, they need that view of the righteousness of God. And when you, uh, uh, when you get the view that God is righteous and holy, and we see just how high God is, then we realize, as I've already said, just how small we are and, what, uh, uh, and, and just how much of a sinner we are. And then it is by faith that we realize uh, uh, that the only way we can be justified in the uh, sight of Almighty God is not by anything that we can do, uh, uh, but simply by the grace of God uh, uh, that He bestows upon us. Amen. Uh, he said it's evident that no man's ever been justified by the law. I've been studying recently, the last several weeks, in the book of Galatians. and The, Galatians, the book of Galatians is a, a great study comparing law and grace. And it compares and, and it lays out for us. And Paul defends his message of the gospel that it is by grace through faith that we're saved and justified before God and no other way. Uh, Job asked the question, how can man be just with God? Uh, so now if we have a, a view of the righteous and holy God and we have that in proper alignment and we've got a proper view of ourselves, uh, uh, Brother Milton, as a sinner before God, uh, uh, then there's a great barrier there uh, uh, that we can't get to God. We'll realize how good and great He is and holy and we'll realize how small and what a sinner we are and how can we ever be right with God? How can we ever uh, obtain justification before God? The answer is through faith. The answer is through faith. The book of Ephesians tells us that it is by grace that we're saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so if we realize today, I want you to understand something, that the law was never intended to save anybody. The law was a temporary thing. If you'll study the book of Galatians, if you, if you read on through chapter number 3, you'll find that the law was given until Abraham's seed would come, and that seed is Jesus Christ, because it doesn't say seeds, it says seed, singular. And so you'll realize the law was given until the Christ, the seed, could come and that seed would be the one who would perfectly fulfill the law of Almighty God. We could read the Ten Commandments and we get hung up and we think the law is just the Ten Commandments. The law is a lot more than that. But if we just stopped and said, let's just keep the Ten Commandments and live by them, we'd be alright. Wouldn't nobody be alright? We've all broken the Ten Commandments. We've all, you show a preacher ain't never murdered the Bible said if you're guilty in the book of James, if we've broken one and we've, uh, we've sinned in one, we're guilty of all. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, oh my, covet. You say, well, preacher, do you covet? I'm like y'all are. Amen. I see a new truck every once in a while and I'd like to have it. 
okay? I've got the same sinful, wicked flesh y'all do. They don't put those things out there on the side of the road for you to drive by and turn your head, okay? Amen? You don't, you don't go to the Bass Pro Shop and, and look around at the glass cases thinking they're not going to ever sell them, do you? I mean, they're in trying to entice you. And you get enticed through the flesh. And we sin. And if we ever covet something, amen, and put it between God, or, or put that, that desire to have that between what God wants in our life, then we have sinned, amen. Now there's nothing wrong with buying a new car or a new fishing pole or anything like that as long as God, as long as it didn't, doesn't become a God and you put that between you and God. But he says no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. So the law demands perfect and complete obedience. And for everybody who is not perfect and complete, the law condemns them to death. For the wages of sin is death, according to the book of Romans. The wages of sin is death. So the law demands perfect and complete obedience, and at the same time, for those who not, are not perfect and completely obedient, it demands death. But now watch this. Jesus Christ, that seed of Abraham, that perfect and complete Son of God, uh, when He came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, amen, uh, uh, he stepped into this world and lived 33 and a half or 33 and a third years in a, a body of flesh like you and I. And he never lusted, he never sinned, he never coveted, he never broke any of the laws, he never broke anything. He completely fulfilled uh, uh, the righteousness of God demanded through the law. He did. He was complete and perfect without sin, just like the law demanded. But now watch this. The law demanded two things, perfect and complete obedience and death to those that were disobedient. And so that one that was perfect and completely obedient said, I'll die for all them that are disobedient. And so not only did he become sin for us who knew no sin, he took and he became a curse in our place uh, the Bible said, cursed is everyone that hang, hangs upon the tree. Wasn't that he hanging on the tree cursed him? He was cursed. Uh, uh, listen, and he hung on the tree, amen. Uh, uh, listen, he took on him our punishment and our, uh, uh, our guilt, amen. And the one that was perfect and complete uh, uh, to fulfill and satisfy the righteous demands of the law uh, also took the curse and the penalty of the law on my behalf and your behalf, amen. And now, by faith, I believe he did that. And that, by faith, saves me, amen. I accepted that he lived that perfect life that I couldn't live and died the death that I should have died. He did it for me. And by faith, I'm saved today. And by faith, you're saved today. And he says, the just shall live by faith. The book of Romans chapter number 12, verse number 3. We read this. The Bible says, uh, uh, and be not conformed, to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, for I say through the grace given to me uh, uh, that to every man that is among you not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now God is so righteous and God is so holy 
And God is so good and God is so perfect that when he formed every one of us in our mother's womb, he joined seed to seed and formed within every one of us. And at that moment in time of conception, man became alive, a living soul. Amen. And within that living soul, God planted a measure of faith. And that measure of faith is enough to believe what I said to you that Christ lived a perfect sinless life that you couldn't live and died a death on a cross that you should have died. You have that faith. Everybody in the world has that faith within them. Now whether or not they're going to exercise it or not is up to them. But God gave you the faith to trust Him. God gave you the faith to be saved. He's not asking you to come up with it on your own because you couldn't, but He gave it to you and He planted it and down on the inside, God gave us the faith to trust Him. So now we can say that by faith we see the righteousness and holiness of God, but by faith we're also justified with that righteous, holy God. And by that justification, our, sins have been, our sin debt's been paid for, our sins have been covered, and praise the Lord, we can look forward to that Savior coming back to get us one of these days. Listen, if he was only coming back to judge us and condemn us, I wouldn't be looking forward to it, would you? If he was just coming back to condemn us, I wouldn't be saying, even so, come quickly, Lord. Just like, But praise the Lord, he's coming back, and he said, my reward is with me, and I thank God he's going to give us some rewards, amen, but the greatest reward he's already given to us, and that is of eternal life. And I'm glad today. All right, let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter number 10. Uh, the Bible shows us this in chapter 10, verse 38. Now, we're talking about living by faith and being uh, the just shall live by faith. Uh, and chapter 10, verse 38, uh, the writer of Hebrews here sets the stage for what he's going to tell us in chapter number 11. And everybody knows what Hebrews chapter number 11 is about. But in chapter 10, verse 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith. And so we've seen a righteous, holy God. We've seen how to be saved by faith. And then the writer of Hebrews quotes this again and then gives us chapter number 11 to show us how to live by faith after we're saved. You see, God not only gives us faith to believe Him to be saved, He, see, or he gives us faith to see Him in our need for salvation. Then He gives us faith to trust Him to be saved. And then he gives us faith to live for him after we are saved. Did you know that? He says, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And then chapter 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now you read all of Hebrews chapter number 11. If I didn't miscount when I read through this this morning, there are 16 people mentioned by name and there are others that are identified and we know who they are, but if I didn't miscount, there are 16 examples of faith mentioned by name of the Old Testament saints that are examples of how to live by faith. 
and we could read all of them and we could praise and uh, uh, we, could, uh, uh, we could thank God for what he did for them because, uh, uh, listen, but I want to say this and I'm going to go back to Habakkuk in just a few minutes uh, uh, but I want to say this to you today that we're living in a time period uh, uh, that, is as, uh, uh, that is fraught with peril and it is, is as dangerous as any other period of time there's ever been in our world's history for the child of God. Uh, you say, well, preacher, we're pretty secure, right? Uh, let me just say that. We are pretty secure right here in northeast Georgia. Uh, but you get outside of northeast Georgia, uh, you may not be quite so secure, amen. Uh, we may not be uh, uh, quite, as, uh, uh, quite as sheltered uh, as we would like to be when we get outside of our comfort zone, brother. Uh, uh, but there are Christians today all over this world uh, that are being persecuted for their faith uh, and their standing, amen. And God has given us enough faith to live in this life and to take a stand for Him. And we don't have to back up. We don't have to shy away from the things of God or, or the, the, the things of God. And I know everybody gets a little bit of trepidation about them. Somebody comes up to them and God asks you and God moves you to witness to them and talk to the Lord about them. Everybody's afraid. Everybody gets a little bit nervous. Amen. You do. Just go ahead and say yes. Because we do. If you're afraid, they might ask you a question you don't know the answer to. Or they may come out with some philosophy that you just can't reconcile in your mind and, you stand, and you're afraid you're going to stand there and, and stutter around. Listen, it's all right. You just keep on living by faith. And you trust the Lord. He's got the answer in His Word that we can give to those who have questions. He's got the answer uh, that we can share with a lost and dying world. And listen, uh, uh, we don't have to back up from this thing called faith. The book of Romans chapter 14 verse 23 tells us whatsoever is not of faith is sin, amen. Uh, and so if we're not following the Lord and we're not walking by faith, uh, uh, then I'm afraid we're walking contrary to God's revealed will for our life. Uh, and God wants us to walk every day, uh, day by day, uh, uh, hour by hour, minute by minute, by faith, living for Him, amen. Now that doesn't mean you've got to go around with a white robe on uh, and a cross in your hand and holy water sprinkling it on everybody. Amen. Don't do that anyway, right, Brother Man? All right. I'm telling you, you live a life of faith by, and, and people will know it. Amen. You live a life trusting the Lord and people will see that. You let people know you go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You let people know that you realize there's things that you cannot and will not do and places you cannot and will not go. Amen? And there's things you cannot and will not drink or say amen. And those things will let people know that you are a person of faith and they may persecute you they may laugh at you. They may say things like, Oh, well, preacher, we know you can't go there with us. And you just say, You're right. I ain't going there with you. Amen. Well, preacher, it's a good place to eat. Yeah, but I ain't starved to death yet either. Amen. There's other places. There's other things. He says, The just shall live by faith. So he tells us three times in the New Testament wants to see the righteousness of God to show us our need of a Savior, wants to show us how we can be saved, and then wants to show us how to live after we get saved. 
and we see that in the Word of God. Now let's go back to the book of Habakkuk. I don't know uh, what you normally expect on Sunday morning. Uh, I usually preach about two hours, but I'm running a little bit low today. I may be done here a little bit sooner than that. Uh, uh, but I want you to look here in Habakkuk for me, and we're going to close. Back in verse number 4, he said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. In this passage of Scripture, there are two different peoples in view. All right? The his that he's referring to, that pronoun, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. He's referring to the Chaldeans that are about to come in and bring judgment on the nation of Israel. Now, here's a people that are wicked and sinners that God's going to use for his purpose. Don't let that bother you. Don't let that shock you, okay? God can use anything, anytime he wants to for his purpose. But there are two classes of people here. There's one which is lifted up and his, and his soul is not upright. And then there's the just that shall live by his faith. Now that is the remnant of the nation of Israel that were still holding to God by faith. So you have people of faith and people that are trusting in their own ability in this passage. And I tell you, that's the society we're living in today. That is the society that is present before us that we are all aware of. You have people that are truly saved and are people of faith of any denomination. I don't care what they are. If they've been saved and they've trusted God as their Savior, we may have some differences, brother. Uh, uh, I, and and, I, and uh, uh, there are certain things that I, I stand real firm on. And uh, listen, uh, uh, but I want to tell you something right now. The thief on the cross went to heaven just like I'm going to and he ain't been baptized yet. Uh, listen, I'm a Baptist and I believe... We will conclude this message on the Heavenly Manor with Milton Harris broadcast. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.